morning, everyone. This is your host of the Red Thoughts, Thomas Dobson. And I would like to thank everyone for listening today on this beautiful California day. I would like to take the chance to uh, thank all my family and friends who, who, who supported me to start my own podcast and share my thoughts and just get my word out to the world and to try to change how people perceive or how people think of a of a certain culture um, share my experience my experiences uh, things that I overcame in life and I'm still fighting and battling to this day and I would like to thank my Lord and Savior because without him none of this is possible so let's get to it as I said this is my name is Thomas Dobson I'm a disabled veteran of the United States Navy I was born in Columbus, Ohio and raised in Cleveland. I moved to Cleveland when I was about 11 years old. Uh, graduated high school, bounced around, homeless, and I decided to join the military and pursue um, that that career path. But let's take it back to the beginning a little bit. The beginning was uh, the beginning was uh, it was hard for the simple fact that you know the 80s was a really you know we call it the Reagan era, the Reagan era, because in that era. We in the the black community know that the inner cities were flooded with drugs, and unfortunately, my mother um, was a was a product of the epidemic, and she had me early in life. She was a senior in high school. She was eighteen. So I, I can only imagine now looking back at it as a as an adult. The you know the the stigmas and you know all of the backlash that she took probably at that time for having a, a child that young. Um but nonetheless, you know, she was in a very abusive relationship. Um with her husband at the time, Thomas. And a friend of hers told her to try these drugs to ease the pain. And like a lot of people who are addicts, you know, even now they use them to escape or try to um, cover up, mask how they really feel. 
And unfortunately, she was hooked. Therefore, myself and my siblings were uh, transferred into the foster system and split up. My brother, my younger brother, my sister, myself were in three different foster homes until uh, for like uh, maybe three years until my sister's foster mom um, was able to get my little brother um, over over uh, over there with them. She tried to reach out for me, but I was pretty stable in my foster home, and uh, I didn't want to leave, you know. However, I got a dot. Uh, I was in a foster home for what uh, I say about seven years. Six or seven years. Um, I bought, uh, prior, prior, even prior to going to the foster home, I bounced, I bounced around from, you know, great auntie house to great auntie house. And, um, you know, to try to avoid being in the system, my family, you know, my family tried to do everything they could to keep us together. And that, and that's something that I am um, real happy to this day that you know that they tried to do. However, they they needed more support from my immediate family, like my grandmother, um, things like that. But that's another, that's a that's a topic for another day. However, you know um, they couldn't do it. You know they had kids of their own. They had their own um, obligations and responsibilities. So, you know, you know they regretted it. But we went to the system. We were in the foster home for six, seven years, and I'll never forget the day where um, they came, the caseworker came to our home and told us that there was a family in Cleveland that wanted to adopt us. And if, it, if, it, if anybody knows the foster system, you know that if a media family member was to step up and claim the kids, that you know like a your mother your father your grandmother grandfather that the kids would you know be be uh that person would be granted the kids however you know there's a there's a window of opportunity there no one stepped up so i remember my first day in sixth grade uh, i had just went to i just feel i had just came off the summer Fifth grade, I was stoked and happy to go to middle school, you know, with all my friends and all the, you know, girls from the neighborhood. I was, I was, I was stoked and I couldn't go and that hurt me. That cut me deep even to this day. And the only thing they allowed me to do, um, because we left that same we 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 transitioned to Cleveland my the very the first day of school so sixth grade and uh, I, I only thing I was able to do was drive past my middle school and uh, kind of wave to my friends hit the freeway and go up to Cleveland Ohio this this was the final time that you know I would live in Columbus, Ohio. You know, we, 
uh, prior to you know the actual final move, you know we we went to uh, visit Cleveland, stayed overnight, and um, you know it's just like when you dating when you first start dating <clears throat> someone, you know it's all it's all good in the beginning, you know they put a real good front on for the caseworker and. And for us, the neighborhood on Kansman that we were going to, for me and my brother and sister, we were good because we had people my our age. We, I had a I had a I had a house full of girls who lived next door, so I was straight with that. You know, my sister and brother had, you know, kids their age, and we was we weren't looking at the adults, you know, because we were kids at the time. But that was a a ordeal when it came, when it came to finalize the paperwork and go to court, go back to Columbus, Ohio, and go to court uh, to finalize my name. You know, uh, going from Thomas Lee Brooks Jr. to Thomas Dobson, because when you get adopted, it's like uh, these people. Or your, you know, basically, it's like they birthed everything. Everything you take their last name, the birth certificate changes. Everything changes. They they now become your biological mother and father. Basically, erasing everything that you ever knew before. And that hurted me a lot because I knew my mother. I was of the age at that point to decide whether or not to get adopted or not. And I didn't know that going in. You know, my caseworker didn't tell me that. And that's why me and my adopted dad had problems. Even on the way back from the courthouse from Columbus, Ohio. Because when that judge asked me, Thomas, do you want to get adopted? I looked at my, my uh, caseworker. And, like, what do you mean? You know, basically at 10 years old, or 11 years old, I had a choice to get adopted. So, I asked the judge, if I don't get adopted, will I be able to go back to my foster home? And the judge told me that there's a slim chance, basically. And to a, to a, 11 year old I'm like uh, well that means no and my doctor dad looking at me and he's boiling inside because think about this at that age that's a hell of a burden to put up on anyone's shoulders you know because if I didn't have my siblings I would have said no. And Lord and Lord knows how my life would have turned out. I don't know. Probably more or less the same because I'm the same person. Yeah. Things and 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 we'll talk about the certain direct thought patterns that 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 experience that going through certain experiences give you. But I'm just giving you the the, the listeners a little description of myself and why I and why I think the way I think and where I come from.
a, a little bit about me. And I do talk too much. But that's the whole point of a podcast, to talk. I'm not trying to be cookie cutter. I'm not trying to be fake. I'm, I'm raw. I'm, I'm authentic. And I want to be myself. I am sorry for the background noise. I am in my car, which I am not going to do this again for my car. I'm going to do this for my microphone and my and my padded booth at home. Anyways, back to back to me. So that was one thing I had to overcome because that led to more problems. Me fighting with my adopted dad, him not really respecting me or showing me love as a parent should because he felt like I didn't want to be adopted, so why bother? And I was thrown into a, a situation where I had to adapt. Basically, I was raised in the suburbs, thrown into the jungle at that age. They say adapt. If anybody know anything about Cleveland, Ohio, everything you hear about it is exactly what it is. It's that gutter. It's cutthroat. And I wasn't a necessarily a mentally strong kid. And that played a part in relationships, friendships, and I played a part in, 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 in a lot as a adolescent because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't mentally strong, you know, and when you're not mentally strong in those environments, you're a sheep to wolves and you get fucked over, you get you get eaten up alive. However, I was smart. And I played a role. And I f- learned the game of finesse. And I I took a perhaps someone would say a negative and I used it to my advantage. Since people thought I was soft or whatever the case may be, I use that. And that's and, and that's what called adapting is. Because and that's adapting to your environment. Yes. I I was insecure. I was I was um I had my insecurities. Um I wasn't the strongest mentally kid, mental mentally kid, because before I come from, I was the youngest. And when you're in the foster system, you get baby. These people are getting paid, paid to, to, to take care of you. So it's not like, you know, you're, you know, you're being groomed for the real world. You're not. When you turn 18, boom, you age out. You're 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 getting thrown to the wolves. I just got thrown to the wolves earlier. So by the time I was, you know, of age, I was okay, you know, as a grown man. But going through the, but going through that experience taught me a lot. 
It taught me a lot. And 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 and, and through those experience, those those day-to-day experience, now well, for the last, I say, you know, you know, 15 years, whatever the case may be, you know, I've 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 learned and mastered the art of direct thoughts and being mental mentally mentally tough and this is what I want to help others with and I challenge everybody to do so you know we 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 you know it's hard enough with you know social media out and all this you know all this stimulation we have around us now you know, we're like kids when we go to a, a new school and we just can't stop. You know, just we just so full of glee because all these all these lights and shit. That, that's what social media is, and it's is <clears throat> it's ripping the fabric of society. It's just ripping us apart because though it's a great marketing tool and it has its benefits. It's also used to promote a lot of negativity. Um, as we now know in these last presidential elections. And there's a lot of propaganda. And these are thoughts subliminally that enter our, our thought processes. However, we have to be strong and firm and know what the message is what the message is and try to and try to alter those alter those those thoughts with direct messaging from yourself and, and, t- and tell yourself nah we have to challenge everything because now everything is being challenged facts is not facts anymore we have to challenge everything at its core because we're no longer a society of morals or morality. We're a society of clickbait. So you have to stand for something. The truth isn't the truth isn't the truth anymore. So we have to learn how to differentiate. I can't say that word, listeners. That's that's another thing that I have overcame in life. Well, I'm still battling to this day, which is I have a a speech impediment. Um, so certain words are I stutter, I talk fast, and this has been my the this has been a thorn in my side for a long time. Um, I don't know if it's genetic or not, but both sides of my family do it. So yeah, that sucks. I think my son might also do it. But I'm teaching him now early, which I didn't have the proper teaching that it's okay. I'm teaching him now how to enunciate, how to talk slow. You know, certain letters, you shake your mouth to do certain things, how to use your tongue, you know, to roll your L's, you know, in different... Different, different things like that. 
but this is an introduction to introduction to me, Thomas Dobson, the creator and host of this podcast, Direct Thoughts, and I will broach many as many subjects as the listeners want to hear and things that are near and dear to my heart. It took it took me a little minute to even start this podcast because I. I was a little, I was a little hesitant because when you do things like this, you know, you do put yourself out there for, 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 for criticism. And I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want that, you know, so I was researching, making sure everything was perfect and to a point where I said, man, dude, see, these are the thought patterns that we have to, to shed. We have to be direct with our thoughts. I said, Thomas, just do this shit. Fuck it. Talk. You have many people from co-workers to your, to your, to, 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 to friends, to everybody saying, Tom, this, you have a story. You have a message. Tell the world. Use your voice. Be a beacon of light. Be a source. Be raw. It's okay. We're all trying to be polished individuals. We're all trying to be ashlars. Perfect ashlars, which is perfect stone. And we work every day and we and we chisel out this, this stone. To make sure all the edges are smooth, but that's a, a lifelong thing, you know. People, you know, people walk around like they just got it, like they're just so perfect. Everybody got their demons and faults, you know. Everybody go like everybody has their insecurities, man. But when your insecurities and your flaws are noticeable. Those are things that people talk about. And they shun you for them. Are oh, you a weirdo? I got I got caught many things growing up. Many things that almost broke me. I wanted to kill myself. Because these people who were doing these things didn't know shit about me didn't know the struggle that I actually, I actually came through. The struggle that I was actually in. You know, people call he's my friend, and my boy, my nigga. I use that term very loosely. But if I call you my my friend, I would never use anything personal against you to belittle you, to make you feel less than. That's just me as a person. Because like I said, we all have our our flaws and our faults. I am a man and I stand on that. 
I can take that. Like I said, I'm I'm a very mentally strong person. I can take that shit because I'm built for it tough. I didn't been I I didn't seen it all, heard it all. But now, the lessons that I have taught myself, and the thought process, the thought the thought patterns that I have I have taught myself, those those are the same direct thoughts that I'm instilling in my kids because I want them to be mentally strong. I don't care if my son isn't is isn't gonna be the best athlete or is. My daughter's a very bright student. However, your thoughts are is what guide you. The stuff you put in your head, the thoughts that you put in your head, negative, positive, those will guide you. Because we know a lot of people who are very talented individuals. You were like, man, how come he didn't make it? Or how come he didn't do better for himself or herself? Because their thought process, those direct thoughts to themselves, the, them, ex, they let too many external, external, external thoughts run their lives. And that's fine. Because we all have our definition of making it as well. So it's very subjective, right? I didn't make it. Only thing, only thing I did was leave Cleveland, Ohio, which was, was probably the best decision I ever made in my life. And I have no regrets about that. And I don't really give a fuck who don't like it. But this is me. This is the truth. This is raw. This is authentic. And it came a long ways. We're supposed to evolve and grow. I am glad I'm not the same person I was in high school. Or the same person I was 10 years ago. Or the same person I was 5 years ago. If you are, you've wasted 5, 10, 15 years of your life. That's not me, man. I continue to grow. I thrive in uncomfortability. I live in that world because also I'm I have mental illnesses. I have PTSD, anxiety, depression. So I live in the world of uncomfortability. And I've had it ever since I was a youngin. But I didn't know that I suffered from anxiety. And as a kid, you don't know. You just always ask yourself, why Why am I different? Give me a second. I'm going on base. How you doing? Good morning. Thank you. Have a good one. I suffer from... I've been... I've been... I, I was diagnosed with depression at a very early age. Didn't know I had anxiety to when I, I became an adult. But I remember specific, spe, spe, I remember specific situations where I had these anxiety attacks. And of course, when you are a teenager around people who don't know nothing about nothing, this teenager shit, 
you get ridiculed. Weird, are you weird? So the only thing I, the only thing at the time I was able to do is just put myself into a, a, a hole, and just keep quiet, and isolate myself, because I didn't have the the right parenting to help me. You know, um, okay, that's not that's not how you say that. I didn't have the the guidance I needed at the time, because this, let's think about it. In the '90s, mental illnesses, mental illness went at the forefront of everybody's brain. This topic didn't didn't get hot until shit 2013, 14. That's 20 years. That's almost 20 years later. But nevertheless, being also being in those environments made me tougher, made me stronger. It, it made me to. It it, it it made me push through, and those are some of the life lessons and the experiences that I want to share with the world. Everybody has their story. Everybody, everybody's unique in their own way. However, I am me. I am Thomas Dobson. have my flaws but if I'm able to help anyone to assist anyone on their journey please listen let's find parallels let's talk about it let's just be real with ourselves first because at the end of the day that's all that matters treat people kindly thank you all for listening this is my first episode of direct thoughts I will be dropping another episode every Thursday on anchor app So I appreciate you all for tuning in. This your boy.